Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Showdog, Gola, and KG talking all things fantasy. It's Bad Dad Baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bad Dad Baseball. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Bad Dad Baseball. Today, we got some NBA playoff predictions. As you know, we are phenomenal at our predictions, never wrong. So good. And we're also <laughs> going to be doing a little most overrated players of all time draft or athletes. I wonder if uh, Gola somehow finagles this to put in Coach K. Um, we'll see. We'll <laughs> oh, see. you better not. But I before we not. do that, Listen, we're no. going to talk a little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Speaking of Coach K, Kev. I got something in the mail today that you can wear Ooh. with your booty shorts. Oh, you motherfucker, you. You like that? Oh, oh my gosh. We got a little oh. Coach K out on the sideline. I didn't think it could get any worse, dude, and it just did. So That fucking, that gif is your freaking worst nightmare, so. It really is. It'll I mean, be. <laughs> that's going to look good with some sexy shorts, bro. Damn yep. it. Ah, yep. damn it. Uh, as we're wrapping this up, it's a minute left in uh, Cleveland, Brooklyn. So it looks like the Celtics will get Brooklyn. Um, first round It's going to be, that's easily the best matchup of the first round. Um, what do you guys think? I, I mean, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I think it is too. It's by that, far. Yeah. The heat Sixers is a pretty good one too. That's my only, but yeah. Celtics. I think if Celtics get Williams yeah, back he, to he, six, this will be second round. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's way better <laughs> than that one. Yeah. It will be uh get ahead of myself. I mean it will be that in the second round, but definitely first round, I think the uh Nets versus Celtics yeah. is gonna be a classic. Especially last year because they bullied the Celtics. They were without Kemba, they were without Jalen Brown, but they were pretty much calling them soft. And then uh, the Celtics like dapped up uh, Kyrie at the end of the game and uh, end of the series. And, and the media just had a field day with them talking about how soft they were. And it seems like now they are embracing a whole new Celtics team. Uh, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast said that Rob Williams might be back. Um, I know we talked about that a little bit before we went on on air, but um, if they get him back. I think they have a real chance to make a run. Yeah, he's the biggest key to them, I think, for sure. They need him. They need yeah. him if they want to go far. They need him. It's so, so cool how they use him. I don't know. If, I mean, if you haven't watched the Celtics, it's really uh, – on offense, it's obviously Tatum. You want to see what Tatum does. But on defense, it's it's unique how Imi uses him. He uses him as a center fielder in, in basketball. They put him on their worst player. Um, they ask everyone else to go lock down, and they just let him roam the fucking court. And anything at the hoop, it's just like, where is he and where is he coming from? It's really fun to watch. Yeah. He doesn't put up the most gaudy, like, offensive stats, but he's so important offensively just because of the the high pick and roll that they can run with him. It's huge, man. Like, being able to run a pick and roll, even if you're not scoring, it's opening up so much more for the rest of your team. So, he's massive, man. They need him to go deep into this run. On Draymond Green's, I think it was his podcast, or was it JJ Reddick's or someone's? I don't know. He was talking about how he's the scariest player against the pick and roll because – you don't you think he's you're running with him and then the next thing you know he's beside you and next thing you know he's over you and you're getting yeah. hammered um and there's like other guys that can do that better but it's like that's all he does you know what i mean like he's just attacking the front of the rim so if he can get his legs underneath him and do that 
it's nice for like that Tatum pick and roll, that Jalen Brown going to the hoop kind of thing. I would hope during the offseason, if Rob Williams can work on like a 10, 15 foot jumper range, then that dude's going to make this team literally unstoppable in offense, I think. The fact that he doesn't have that jumper yeah. yet, I think, is the only thing that's kind of like limiting him. They're definitely going the right direction, man. Uh, yeah. He's and he's he's under a really team-friendly contract. Him and Marcus Smart are under really team-friendly contracts. And then you get like Al coming off the books at like twenty-five million. And they they can add another do, star. Do you think? I know like there was like talks around the trade deadline, what they do with Smart. Do you think that there's any chance they trade him? No. In the offseason? No. No. I'll just... I I no I I I did before. If they don't play like this in the second half. They absolutely blow it up, but the way they turn it around, I think you don't you don't blow it up, and I think that people want to play with them now. It's like holy shit, and and it was all and it was a lot of it was smart on the defensive end, being like, no fuck this, I'm done. Like you weren't even gonna be able to dribble the ball up the court on me. Yeah. Um, and then it like led to Tatum. Like Tatum's a great defender, but he was just kind of lacking for the last year. I felt like, um, but his like rookie rookie year, he was a, one of the highest rated defenders there was. I mean, he's six foot. He's got that six foot eleven wingspan or seven foot wingspan at six foot ten. It's a you know that's that's tough to go against. But um, yeah. he started defending as well. So I want to say it's. Uh, I'm glad that New York's changed their little rule because I think it would be like a travesty. As much as I don't like the guy, if Kyrie couldn't play in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Um, but. The fact of the, I think the Sixers are way are just too good compared to the Raptors. But um, I think they have one guy that can't go to Toronto, um, Matisse Thybul. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's enough to like sway that series. But I, if the Nets somehow drew the Raptors for a series, that could have made things interesting without Kyrie being sure. in Toronto. But I'm glad New York's changed that, that rule. That Nets team is is going to be. That's a tough out, man. Those are, I mean, I'm more of like a Durant guy. I think Durant's just like the best player in the world. So when you have the best player in the world, it's pretty fucking hard. But is let me ask you this though: Is Durant the best player in the world, or is he just the best scorer in the world? Yeah, he's pretty good on defense too. So I mean, yeah, I, if I was to take any player for one year next year, I think I would take Durant and then Giannis. Yeah, I don't know. I might even take Jokic too. I just I love the I love the Joker yeah, dude. Normal. Yeah. Maybe that's a uh, future uh, draft. It could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The so is is Simmons gonna play at all? What's his deal? Oh my god. I don't know. I don't think so. I by the sounds of it, I don't think so at all. Uh, maybe if they make it really deep, but come on, he hasn't played in a year and a half, so like. What's his deal? Is, he, is it be? just him getting into basketball shape, or is it is he actually injured? No, he's got, like, back injury now and stuff. Jesus. Well, it's probably because he's been sitting on his fucking ass for, like, 18 months. Yeah. I really God. wish the Nets played Philly first round. Like, I know that Celtics fans are going to be ready to rock against Kyrie, and he's going to have a hard time. Like, I mean, he'll pro- he, he'll have a game where he probably lights it up, but they are going to be in his shit. Everything, everything he does, if he makes one little mistake, they're just going to be on him. That place is going to be rocking, but if, if it, Philly fans are the next level. So they are if they played level. Philly, oh, I'd be a little bit more exciting. Um, but what was the know. old like story back and like when they were at the, like the old vet or what is it with the vet there in Philly, the old football field when they were like Santa Claus was there and they're like chucking batteries and shit. Batteries out. and pennies. So like, I mean, in quarters. Bunch of scumbags in Philly. It's awesome. I mean, they are they are probably the I mean, I res- probably the I respect. Fans. 
but I do respect the fuck out of it. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, they're yeah. all scumbags. But... I could picture Simmons not even traveling to Philly to. He'd be like, "Oh, I got to stay home and rehab my back or something." During yeah. if they had I played him in the playoffs. And then on like the other side, Soft. you have Phoenix. Who I mean, I don't want to say it's a cakewalk, but the West sucks. Uh, I was saying, don't you just too? pull a calf muscle or a hamstring or something? What's the who deal did? with um... who did? Oh. Is Steph going to be healthy? And then, yeah, and then you have Steph that hasn't played. So, since Smart rolled up on him. So, they say he's going to be healthy. We'll see. He said he could return to practice this week, but day-to-day, I don't know. Also, if it's, yeah, I mean, that's still kind of putting the first round in a little bit of a doubt, at least the beginning of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like rolling up, like... Everything in the West is just going to be Phoenix. I mean, it's just the only thing that's in their way is, is to me, is the Grizzlies. Um, and they'll play them. But other than that, they're going to they're gonna walk into that, that Western that, you Conference don't think Finals Denver, You don't think Denver can give them a run? No. They're no. just they're just too – I just think that they're just too good. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're a really good team anyway. It would take an awesome team to beat them. But – or, like, an awesome player. Um I don't even think an awesome player could. I think it'd be an awesome team. So, yeah, they're just deep. You look at their team; they got like Paul and Booker and Aiton. But other than that, it's like they don't really have any household names to me. But they're just like deep with like good talent, not like yeah. superstar talent. Yep. So and then. Uh... I would. I think. I do think like the Grizzly matchup is going to be great, right? Like Morant and with Chris Paul on him, like the new guy, new age versus the vet. That's going to be awesome. I I think NBA like any sport, obviously, but NBA especially like the just the experience goes so far in the playoffs, yeah. and just that the Suns were there last year. I think that's what you know trumps up yep. over the the Grizzlies. I don't know how the Grizzlies will respond. They just haven't been there in so long. Not no one on their team has been really to the playoffs, so. No, Stephen Adams. No, that's is like the probably one thing. The, only bet. The, the, the one thing too about like Phoenix, I look at, and I mean, you have guys like obviously you said you have Aiton, Booker, and Paul, but I feel like they don't have. And I'm not saying like Booker's not a star. I mean, he obviously is, but I feel like when you look at some of the teams like out east, and it's like you have Durant, Tatum, Giannis, and you have like bona fide superstars, and I just don't know if like they if Phoenix has anybody on the roster that is that so it's like sometimes i wonder it's like they're such a good regular season team but i'm Mm -hmm. I'm curious like whether or not when they get to the finals or they get whatever western conference finals if they really have that one guy they can just keep feeding the rock to every single possession and have them go get buckets and so i don't know that's the one thing it's i'm a little hesitant about on, on phoenix but but like Shorey said, the West is so weak that you know they're probably gonna yeah, they'll probably get to the finals. Rolled. It's just whether it's just whether or not they can they have anybody. I think is gonna because you look at the East and they they're gonna have to go toe to toe with somebody yeah. like from a superstar level, like whether it's Giannis, Durant, Tatum, Embiid. I mean Harden. I mean I don't know. They're all guys that can take fucking games over and just carry a series. And I just don't know if Phoenix has that guy that can do that for sure yeah. i mean booker's gotta be that i mean he, if if they are gonna do it it's gotta be booker it just has to be like paul's right. not I mean, a guy that like, just goes paul's out and get buckets he can control the game better than probably 
99 percent of the other guys in the nba but it's if you want a guy who's gonna get a bucket it's got to be booker and Eiton's like a good player and uh but to a shit college but, but you're not gonna like you, you're not just <laughs> you're not just gonna feed Eiton over and over and over but he's gonna have games where he has 25 and 15 but Oh, I, I, no, for sure. I just, I, you just know, you guys know as well as I do, it just comes down to some series where somebody oh, yeah. just needs to fucking take over and dominate. And oh, I just yeah. don't know if Phoenix has that guy. Dude, it gets to like six minutes in games, and that's what made LeBron so great, right? It's like, you just, all right, let's spread the court and give it to LeBron and let him play make. And that's, you know, I think, right. I do think that Giannis obviously can do it. I think that Tatum can be that guy. Um, obviously, but I don't, Durant. Durant, easily, yeah, for sure. Do you and, do you think and, this is the quietest that uh, like both one seeds like yeah they don't get much talk either from the Heat or we the Suns the, the heat, yeah yeah it's yeah. it seems like like this is the first year in a long time where both one seeds don't get any like pub really maybe because the Suns are out you know it's just it's weird it's a weird year to me because you're right like the Heat got the one seed and the East is stacked but we don't talk about them we talk about the Celtics the Nets the Seventy Sixers and the Bucks. So, yeah. we'll see how it shakes out, man. They got some experience there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The the sure. Suns, I'm just looking at this real quick. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that are average just about 10. Like, one, like Jay Carter is 9.6 points per game, but everyone else is 10 or more. That's a lot of guys that can put up some points. Like, yeah. kind of game. You know, you know, Cam Cam Johnson does, Mikhail Bridges does, uh, Frank Kaminsky only played ten games, but he put up ten points per game. JaVale McGee's been good for them. Next man up. Yeah. JaVale McGee, nine point two points per game in only fifteen minutes. That's impressive. It's pretty that's, solid. Yeah, that's pretty efficient. That's a good like that's 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 what I mean. That's what you're saying though. Like that's role players. Like that's what they, they seem yep. to know what to do. But you know, when when it gets to these, you know, six minutes left in the game and it's tied, who's your dog? Yep. Right. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Who, if you had to predict who would come out of the East, uh, who who do you got? Come out of the East? Um, I'm going to say, I, I mean, obviously I like the Celtics. I just, for some reason, I just don't think they're quite there yet. Um, so I'm going to say it's going to be my, I'm going to go somewhat shock and go Miami and Milwaukee the fin- in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm going to say Milwaukee's going to get back. Um, I think the biggest to me, I think if, if Robert Williams was healthy and we knew he was going to play every game in the playoffs, I think I'd be putting the Celtics, but that scares me. And I just don't, and he might come back for this series against the Nets, but it still scares me. I don't think he's going to be the same player. I think it's just, it's too quick for that meniscus injury to me. So I'm not going Celtic. So I think the finals in the East will be the Bucks and 76ers. And I'm taking the Bucks too. That's funny. I I think it will also be so I I just as much as I want to say Celtics, I'm gonna go against that. I'm gonna say uh probably uh Bucks I would think Bucks and Heat as well. And I also have the Bucks going. Um I wanted to change it up. I wanted to say the Celtics last second after I heard you guys, but A, I don't want to jinx them. I'm a fucking if I pick them, <laughs> you know they're gonna be out in four games. Yeah, I'll say you're gonna you're so, gonna fucking mush You know, the Celtics stink. They're gonna they're gonna crumble. Tatum's gonna, you know, fall apart and Jalen's just gonna have Brick City and 
It is what it is. You know, Celtics stink. Um, and Bucks make their run. So I get the Bucks in the finals. I built the West. Um, I'm going to say Steph comes back healthy and it's going to be Phoenix and Golden State. I'm going to say it's going to be a rematch of last year, Phoenix and Milwaukee. Same thing. Yep. I, I, got, just, I think the Suns can just coast to the finals. I do. And I think they're going to be like rested for it, too. I I I have the same thing. I want to like change it up. I, I got them playing Memphis, but I think it is the Suns and then Suns Bucks. Uh who do you got, and uh, who do you got as the um, Finals MVP? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take actually go contra, like contradicting what I just said previously about not having a guy that dog down the down the stretch. I'm actually gonna take Phoenix to take it this year, and I think the it's gonna be a situation where I think Booker should get the MVP, but they're gonna give it to Chris Paul. Yeah, I think the Suns, I'm picking the Suns too. I think that they're just going to be so much more rested. I think the East is such a dogfight that any team that comes out of the East is just going to be like spent from just getting through that conference. I really do. And so I think the Suns, just the rest that they have uh, is going to allow them to be better suited for the championship. So I'm picking Suns. MVP, man, I think it's Booker. Booker's going to lead him in score, and I think he's going to dominate. When we talk about they need a guy to go to to be scoring, I think it's going to be Booker. So give me Booker. I want to say I want to pick the Suns as well um, because I think that the East is going to be such a dogfight, such a gauntlet. Like these games take so much out of guys, right? Like Giannis last last year, like was thinking about missing play, uh, championship games just to get rest. Um, I think this year is even going to be harder for them. But I'm still going to go with the Bucks. Um, I, I've been saying it since we've uh, been talking about our, our list in baseball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my word, and that is, until it's proven wrong, just give me that guy. So I'm going to go with Giannis. I'm going to go NBA Finals. I think that Giannis is one of the best players we've ever seen. Um, I think that he's unique, that he doesn't shoot threes. Very often he doesn't shoot them well, but he's still dominant. He's actually, to me, he's a center playing point guard. Um, and I think that he gets a second championship with that said, I also think I, as much as like, I obviously want the Celtics win, but after that, all I want is the Nets to lose. (laughs) I fucking hate the Nets. So as much as like, I want to see, I just, I hopefully the Celtics can, you know, get not suck. I gotta be careful where it's not suck. And, uh, but other than that, I just want to see the Nets lose. Yeah, I think for me, like, again, I'm not the biggest NBA fan in the world. So when and if Boston gets eliminated, I won't pay attention to it at all, probably. Um, I, I mean, I guess I will a little bit if we're going to continue to talk about it, because I don't want to just sit here like a bump on a log and not um, contribute. But I just don't love the NBA a hell of a lot. So um, I'll watch the seas. But if they if if they get knocked out then I'll, I'll probably my attention to the uh, nba finals will probably go down well the play nba playoffs 
You know what? I think this was the most boring thing of all time. Looking at it, we all picked the exact same Awful. thing for everything. I'm going back. I'm changing all my picks. I'm yes. going Nets versus 76ers for friggin' content. Woo! We need Ben Simmons and Harden to go head-to-head, dude. We need it. Okay. We need Simmons back for that. And I'm going Suns versus the young Memphis Grizzlies, dude. And then we're going to have a Nets-Suns finals. And we're going to have the Nets winning it, dude, with... Kyrie Irving being the MVP. Wow. That was a fucking Pedro changeup right there. I just looked. <laughs> I, I, I wrote everyone's answers down, and it was fucking stupid. We are sorry we just put you all to sleep. That was fucking horrendous. We predicted <laughs> so I'm the changing you know it up. I'm throwing a changeup. I got the Grizzlies beating the Suns. I got Ja fucking Moran as the MVP. Yes, Give sir. me Ja, baby. Give me Ja. I'm riding that train to fucking championship city. Let's go. Do you want me? Oh. We're gonna really gonna keep no, doing this. Keep yours. Keep yours, Mr. No, fucking no, Vanilla. Oh, you guys are play Vanilla. Keep yours. What the fuck? Yeah. You knew for gold. Mr. Play Vanilla. Yeah. You know what? Troy, <laughs> you keep it up, motherfucker. You know what? Fine. I don't give a fuck who comes out of the West. The Celtics are hanging banner 18 this year. Fuck. Let's go. <laughs> I'm the jinx. I can't do that. All right. <laughs> so, who? of a lifetime. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so Holy fucking plain fuck. vanilla. I I think we just put a lot of people to sleep. Um, I'm glad we got you back. I'm glad we got you back. <laughs> Holy moly, we got game two of the night tipping off right now. So oh, we should say this: we're we're recording this on a Tuesday. I'm on vacation. It's not going to drop till Monday, so it's going to be almost a week until um, it drops. Sorry, so. you're just continuing with this fucking pre-Madonna bullshit, making us record on different nights. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I don't miss records, okay? So, I've been through concerts. I, I'm a, I, I, I can get through anything. I've been puking. Oh, I've been uh, COVID. I've had broken toes. I've had, and I just record. I mean, when did you have a broken toe? It's and I got an ingrown toenail, bro. <laughs> so it's not a broken toe. Oh, yeah, but I've had broken toes, okay? And they're probably still bad. Was that the time when you fell down your stairs, dude? You know it. <laughs> Look at Shory. She's... This is going to be the time is... that we actually get video on like Instagram. You know, <laughs> this is great podcasting. Shory showing us a picture of his fucking big toe. My toe's fucked. I went to the doctors. I was like, I need to get this fixed. I'm going on vacation. I've had it for like four months. <laughs> it's an issue. Um, This fucking lady is like, oh, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to like. Make it if it hurts. I don't want to hurt you. I was like, I, I don't care what you do. Take care of it. Rip the toenail off. Who said this? Who said this? The doctor. Then the doctor's like, I'm just gonna give you some meds for it. I was like, I need the fucking toenail. It's ingrown out. So I don't know. I guess I'm going on vacation with a bad toe. I can play through it though. The natty lights. Watch your shout out, natty. They'll still be flowing. Well, hey, look at it this way, dude. If you have a fucked up toenail, it's just an excuse you don't have to go outside and fucking do yard work. Because this is the worst time of year for it. You think uh, my you wife had let to that one go? Bring it up, dude. What? You think my so wife you let had that to one bring go? It up. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I know your wife. She don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> She's gonna tell you. She go, Andy, get your fucking cat, ass out there and, and rake the fucking yard. We is the there anything worse than raking? No, it's no. Nope. Well, yes, there is. Okay. In the springtime, weeding flower beds is way worse because you're down on your hands and knees. And if I do it, 
I can't, my back is fucked anyway. And then if I do what I weed flower beds, it's like, I'm just, I can't walk for like three days straight. I feel like, so I hate it. I just, all I ever want to do is just like pay somebody to like come and do all that shit at my house. Like mowing the lawn. Don't mind it. Weed whacking. Don't mind it. Snow blow. Don't mind it. Shit like that. Cut and brush. Love it. Raking and weeding flower beds has to be the worst goddamn yard work you can do. I fucking hate it. So I raked last fall thinking, you know what? This is great. I get it out of the way. It doesn't fucking matter. Nope. Where do these leaves come from? Nope. Just just the asshole that's been that's been alive 20 years longer than you that realized, fuck, why am I going to rake when other people's leaves are just going to blow in their yard? So they just like, no, I'm not going to rake and their leaves blow in your yard. I have so many trees in the front of my house. I like, I'll take care of it, the flower beds. And then I literally with them like last weekend, a weekend before that. And I'm pretty positive. I had just in like, you guys have been to the house, just the flower beds in front of the house in the garage. No less than 40 fucking wheelbarrow loads of leaves in them. And I'm like, I don't even understand where they came from. It's like, they just like sprouted up out of the fucking ground. Like they were like a flower budding. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I, I just mm-hmm. don't get it. It's just awful. I live, I mean, for Maine, probably one of the, the biggest cities and like in the city. Right. So like I have neighbors all around. Um, I do have like a double lot, but it's like on the side with the double lot. I have no, no trees. One. Um, and then I have like some small trees around on like the other side where I'm like close to another house. Three truckloads. I fill the back of my thing up, my back of my truck up. What do you bring and them? I have to bring them to the dump in South Portland. You got to pay for that? that no, not for leaves. For other shit you do, but not leaves. Thank God. But I obviously did the same thing you did for years. Um, we've been in our house for six years, but the first four years, I raked hard during the fall. And then uh, would springtime think it would be a great. Can't wait to see it. No. Same thing. Got to rake again. Yeah. Kev, I probably know the answer to this for you because... Like your backyard and even your front yard is a lot of like you have a lot of moss in it. But like, do you rake your yard to get up the old dead grass during the spring? No. Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't because it would literally take me fucking a week. I bet. I I I don't have the biggest yard, but um, we do rake it. To get that, I mean, we get so this is what I did this year. Um, I tried something new and it seems to be better than years past. Um, I bought a new lawnmower. Um, shout out to Walt, all battery. It's a fucking beast of a lawnmower, but it mulches everything into a big bag in the back. So, like 30 of those bags, I just keep popping on my truck, the back of my truck, then I bring them to the dump. So, I'm not even like raking. And then this spring, I still haven't done it, um, but when I get back from vacation, then I'll do, like, a really good rake um, to get any dead grass up and stuff like that. But, like, for the most part, the leaves are gone. But my asshole neighbor, my asshole neighbor. (laughs) Hope you're listening. (laughs) Yeah. Dave. um, Shout out, Dave. um, He grows hops. But for some reason, where his hops are, it's against the fence of my yard. He... I don't know what he does, but that's where he leaves his leaves for the for the winter because I think it makes it like the soil rich and he the can make soil, grow yeah, better. Yeah. 
So there's like just a, I mean, it's a big fucking pile where his hops are. So these leaves go under the fence and it, you can like literally see it. It's just a fucking line of leaves on a windy day. So I got to go out there and just rake them really quick. And uh, then the hops are out of control towards fall. And I have like all these little like hop things in the ground. And they're annoying. Yeah. I. Can some, what are we going to do about that? Call your town and be a, be a prick, dude. Oh. I don't want to be that guy. I'm you know, I probably kidding. I put I him. I put him through way more than he's put me through. You certainly yeah. have. With you. We well, like Christmas that. I, I don't, a little bit of fun. I can't. I can't. Uh, I'm not raking my yard. I think I. I. I have just over an acre, which is not a huge lot, but it's pretty decent sized. Um, and I bet a half of it, a three quarters of it, of that acre is like grass, and I'm like, there's no fucking chance I'm raking all this. I don't care. And then. If you if you fucking try to rake without gloves, three minutes oh, you, you got a blister. Three minutes. I'm like, ah, I'll just do a quick before I like. Sometimes I come home for lunch at work and I'm like, I'll just do this little area, because like tonight I'll do like this big big area. So I'll do like quick little area, no gloves, boom, blister, bam. That's <laughs> so true, dude. What do you think going into this episode, the odds would have been that we would have talked about yard work for ten minutes, dude? <laughs> I'm not even done. I don't know. Um, about spring cleaning. <laughs> and then, so then in Maine, here's another issue of mine. They put so much fucking salt down on our on our road. The main road, they got that sweeper out there fucking cleaning it, Broadway. Come down Reynolds Street. There's so much salt. It's uh, the ocean. I could push it in the ocean, dude, or into a lake, and there'd be fucking salt fish going in there. Is it salt or sand? It's salt here. Oh, it hasn't like melted yet, or like why went the rain? Just white. You see, like white. Oh, like a dust of white. I get what you're saying. See, from for me, like if you guys like come up my driveway, I have like a little like small yard with a tree in the middle of it, and that right now is no question fucking three quarters of its dirt. It's like it's awful because you get all the 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 asshole. That fucking plows next door to my house. Mm. He's lucky. I never, call, I never saw him do it once. But I was gonna. Str- I told my wife. I said, if I see that guy out there, I'm going to throw my shovel through his fucking windshield because that cocksucker would push snow from my neighbor's house at the bottom of my driveway and leave a fucking snowbank at the bottom of my driveway. And I literally like, I come home one day. We get like a foot of snow, and like I can't remember come home from work. And I bet there was a six-foot fucking snowbank halfway across my driveway. And I told my wife, I go, if I see that motherfucker, if he comes next door and he doesn't fix that, I said, I swear to God, I'm going to shove. I'm going to take my shovel. I'm going to smash his fucking windshield, and I'm going to take him out of it and beat the shit out of him. I never I never saw him. I never The very first snowstorm we got, I'm acting all tough. I definitely would have fought him, but I would have probably thrown my fucking shovel off his truck. Um, <laughs> but I swear the first snowstorm, I, I, what I started to do was I would park a vehicle at the bottom of the driveway if he had not fucking plowed yet. So he was not going to plow into my fucking vehicle. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill God him. God damn, I dude. Was, yeah, that's brutal. So like all the dirt and like my neighbor has, it's dirt. It's a dirt driveway. Mind you, it's not my neighbor's doing it. It's who they hired. Right, 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 right. But they have a dirt driveway. So when they push everything, push it right across. Oh, my fucking God. 
the drag and dirt. With, with, with any luck, the wife and I will be uh, buying a new house at some point this summer or fall, and we won't have to fucking deal with Let's, it next winter. No, no, no. Let's return the dirt to them. Let's put it yeah, on I the doorstep. No, my, my neighbors aren't bad people, so I don't. So it dirt. has nothing to do with them. It's, you might it's, want it's, a bag. Maybe. But I, what I, I need, I honestly, God, what I need is like a what I what I need is like a fucking power broom and just like like blow it off into the fucking road. But so I invested in one, Dewalt. Did you really? You love Dewalt. Yeah, I do. Um, well, that and Dewalt loves us. So, um, but shout out Dewalt. Shout out Dewalt. Black and yellow. Um. So I did invest in one and then so I always like have to like we always do shit in my garage. Like when people come over, we just like get a fire going in the garage, hang out. I realized that I always sweep up my garage, but I get the power thing now that just blows everything out. It's incredible. I clean my clean my garage in like a quarter of the time. It's amazing. Yeah. Because we parked the my we parked the bride's car in the garage during snowstorm so like all the sand melts and salt makes a mess but gone light up i will i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing that's like so we only have when i bought the house it was uh i was my wife we were kind of we were seeing each other but she wasn't she was still in massachusetts so um didn't need anything overly big but now we have two kids now that's how we're like outgrowing this house big time and i told my wife like i'm not very like as far as what the house looks like, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of needs or wants when it comes to the house. I mean, she can deal with all that shit, but I pretty much told her I was like, the, I'm, I will not buy a house without a fucking garage. I cannot do it, and I'm not spending the money to build one. So, as long as it has a garage, I'm on board with it because that is probably one of like the most underrated things in the world is when you come out of like after a snowstorm all night and you get to get from go to work and you don't have to clean your fucking car. Mm-hmm. It's so goddamn nice. It is like no ice built up on it. Absolutely nothing. You just fire it up and you're good to go. So I can't go without a garage. You know what he means, Kev? No idea. <laughs> do you, Kev, do you, do you like all your neighbors? Uh, yeah. Oh, love the ones across the street. The ones next to us are really quiet. Never talk to them. But, uh, those, are those the ones after you, if you're heading up the road? Yep. Yeah, never talked to them once. You have some behind you, but there's like a bunch of woods and then you have a fence up anyway, so. Yeah, and like everyone up that road's old people. And so whenever we take the kids for a walk up that road, like everyone loves the kids, so. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like all my neighbors. Or I don't dislike any of my neighbors, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah. I also really do like my neighbors, but I just like to, to go on yeah. a rant. But, so, um, well, yeah, I was going to say. We, oh, go ahead. I don't know. I feel like. Growing up in Rumford, it was like you knew your neighbors, but I've been mm-hmm. here for six years and I just say hi to my neighbors. Yep. I don't know but if I that's the same for you guys. Maybe. Um, I don't know. So up until I think it was like late last fall, late summer, we, the so the building next to me is it's actually an apartment. There's three apartments in there, and um, everybody that had lived there was always like very cordial they're nice not bad people but there was two of them shout out mike and darlene um that they just sat outside every day and got waffled (laughs) i I mean they would sit around a little fire and just hammer 
24 ounce natty daddies, all their returnables. They'd put them in a bag, drive them to the Buckfield Mall, and the Buckfield Mall had a redemption center, and just buy like 10 more natty daddies because they're like a dollar a piece. So they just got there and got drunk all day long, never bothered at anybody. Like, legit, like, by five, six o'clock, they went inside. But it was. So oh, they weren't bad. They just, the thing that used to piss me off is they never took care of the yard. The yard was like, it looked like a fucking Amazon rainforest out behind the house. Um, so that shit used to piss me off. The cans and stuff once in a while used to blow into my yard. So I just throw it back over the fence, over the rock wall. Um, but we have somebody in there now who's actually, she bought the building. She lives in on uh, one of the apartments. Her daughter and her daughter's kids live in the other one. Very nice people. So I got no issues with my neighbors. Um, they're, they're very good. So. Speaking of, I just want to, uh, you're talking about Natty Daddies. I, I didn't check. I checked my bank statements today. Orpheum. Uh, I went to a concert this past week and we talked about a kit more. Didn't really check the prices. Just kind of swiped. Oh, baby. They only sell 24 ounce beers there. Take a guess on the price. Bud Lights. Uh, Bud Lights and Trulies. Uh, I'm going to say... How long were you there? Plus tip. Well, we were, I mean, we were there for the whole concert, but I'm just saying, like, how much for per beer? Oh, oh I uh, thought you meant total bill. No, no, no. I thought you meant total per, bill. Per beer, 24-ounce can. Uh, $14. $14. $19. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen dollars a whack, dude. Oh, dude, that was. What was the what was the bill? Three three rounds. Uh, the bride and I, Kim and I. That's like one hundred twenty bucks. Rounds. That's like one hundred twenty dollars, Jesus. I, I texted her and said, "Oh my god, my bank account took a hit. How? How? Uh, Aorfium. The Aorfium is the answer. Um, yeah, Ooh, baby. They they did the trick though. I tell you, I was feeling pretty. Yeah, the old dance moves were grooving. <laughs> yes, sir. Grooving. Nineteen dollars uh, so for a beer is steep. A Twenty-four ouncer, big hog. It doesn't um, matter. And then I'm like, I, you know, you want to drink it cold, so you kind of got to drink it fast. Uh, but it was, it was. Yeah, I, I actually did appreciate that as a twenty-four ouncer because you're not going back up. Yeah, there. that's you know true, what I mean. So true. that was actually brilliant. It's just the price was expensive, but. The 24 ounce is actually actually smarter than. <clears throat> yeah, that's huge. So, sure, dog. Would you guys, uh, when you guys went down, would you guys end up saying? Uh, Intercontinental is a beautiful hotel right off, right next to the one you and I stayed when we yeah. went to the March Madness. It's like. So written. no, it's funny you, funny you say that. So like, a, a year or two before Lynn and I had our first uh, child, we I, we went down there for her birthday, and we stayed at the Intercontinental. Gorgeous hotel. Gorgeous. Um, and then we, uh, I don't. Did you guys go to the bar in the basement of it at all? Yep. Uh, not the basement. Oh, I didn't know there was one in the basement. Well, not the basement. There's a, there's a, well, whatever. There's lobby. a bar on the main floor. The lobby was it? It's a and, rum bar. Uh, I re- rum bar. Yeah. Called. So I remember. So I remember Lid and I went in. And it was like they gave us a, a drink menu, and it was like they have everything, and then they have like top shelf, and then they have another section that's above top shelf. And there was like legit, like for a quarter ounce or a quarter, so like a half. No, what is a shot? Two ounces, right? Is that what a shot normally is? One and a half. One and a half. So whatever it is, it was like a half an ounce of Hennessy was like legitimately like a thousand dollars. And I'm like, what Jesus the fuck? Who the fuck is, did you? So you, you know what I'm talking about? You did see that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went. So oh, yeah. we went. We were supposed to go. Um, we were gonna walk to the next bar and we were gonna like walk up to the Orpheum. Um, but what happened was it started downpouring and Kim just did uh, her hair. So we were like, you know, what, let's just get one here. Um, yeah. I ended up getting a PBR. Um, and she got a mixed drink and it was fucking good. I was like, oh boy, I'm glad I ain't drinking that because that would go quick. <laughs> yeah. No, Boston, dude. Boston's such a fun city to go out in. Um, we we made our way so to the to, to the point before. Um, I sent you a photo of that. Um, show shout out. One of the best memories we have is going to the point. Um, uh, March yep. Madness tournament. Bunch of guys. Uh, just slugged a million pitchers. And I I don't know if I told this to Kev, but we were there and in the bartender was talking. I was t- talking about something. And I said I wanted to buy one of the hats at the point and uh, just because it would be funny. And he was like, oh, no, sorry, we're not taking orders right now. I was like, oh, man, I wanted it because we went to March Madness so long ago. He's like, eight years ago? I was like, oh, whatever it was. I was like, yeah. He's like, Syracuse played and Ohio State. I was like, yeah. He goes, wildest week we ever had. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. One of my buddies fell out the window. Yeah, uh, I remember that story. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was nuts. It there, was was, nuts. there was a few other ones we won't mention on the podcast stories from that weekend. but uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we want him to be sweating <laughs> listening to this, so. Yeah, don't don't want to get anybody in trouble, but uh, epic time. Let's just, I mean, let's just say there was a dead tooth involved, and well, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, let's transition into a little uh, uh, most overrated players of all time draft. Um, we'll start at five. You got your numbers. I, I gotta say that I didn't realize. Um, I knew that we like I was at work, and I like we talked about it. And, um, I thought it was most overrated like sports. Um, so I had some like, or most overrated something. So I, I like when I created my list, I had some that weren't athletes. Um, like I had Chick-fil-A in there. Um, but when I went back and read it and it's athletes, I had to take out like Chick-fil-A, Brussels sprouts, uh, Brussels sprouts, hate fucking Brussels sprouts. Dude, I first Brussels sprouts Chick-fil-A tonight for dinner, man. I love Chick- Brussels sprout. And Chick fil A is fantastic. I have like three bottles of the Chick fil A sauce in my refrigerator, so bite your goddamn tongue. I, I, it is, I'm not, I would never turn it down. Look at me. I'm not turning it down. <laughs> I'm just saying Popeyes is better. I like Popeyes more. And, um, I just think that the, like the hype it gets down south this is banana land. The lines, like the the drive through yeah. lines are insane. That there's no yeah, way it's that good. Yeah, that's. Have I you agree. tried Shake Shack? No. Ah, uh, here is that the no, one with like the, the amazing what's the other cane? one? Oh, Cane's. Cane's. I saw. Uh, Portnoy was talking about cane sauce. Uh, that's the one I want to try. What's the? Oh, all right, Kevin. This is your pick. You ever had In and Out? Nope. Nope. I had In and Out when I went out to Vegas. I was pretty fucking solid. No, I didn't have it. Kevin will pick. Oh my God! New order again. Again? I Three. can't see it. Jesus, dude! I'm used to be picking first. Gola will pick. Two. Fucking two. Rig- rigged it, dude. Guaranteed. I can't <laughs> wait. I wanted this guy number one anyway, so. Wait, what's the sound for? Uh, I wish we could input the sound for the NFL draft. I probably could. Probably a copyright thing, but uh, 
fuck ESPN. Yeah, Goodell would easily come for us, dude. He's an asshole. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, this is like, these guys like, have like 50 people listen a week. We got to fucking find them $100,000. These guys are laughing. They're having a good time. Oh, my God. They like Tom Brady. Fucking actually, let's put him in jail. Fuck you, Roger Goodell. All right. First pick. With the first pick in the draft of the most overrated players with the number one pick, Big Dog is taking Russell Westbrook. The biggest stat uh, chaser of all time. Scumbag of of a player. Like, he just, all he cares about is himself. His stats and winning is totally irrelevant to him. Overrated. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know. Yeah, he's had some statistics-wise seasons. He's had some pretty eye-popping seasons. Eye-popping is an understatement. I mean, he, fucking incredible stats. I don't watch enough of him to know if he chases stats. He don't play. He don't play. But oh. I do know enough of Westbrook to know that he's not a winner. I know that. Right. And I think it has to come down to that he, he played college in the shittiest conference in America. And I think that's probably where it all started, if I had to guess. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just not a Russell guy. I think that uh, he's he's bad for what kids um should idolize i think that he chases stats so much um i think he takes like if he just watched like does he watch film you're a bad fucking shooter but you're great at going to the rim why would you ever shoot Mm. right you know what i mean like like ben simmons knows he can't shoot he don't shoot he at least tacks the rim um but then the other end he sucks on defense like how are you that fast that explosive and then not good on defense yeah i don't know because he's lazy he sucks he's overrated and it was probably I, it's funny that I, I wanted the number one pick because I wanted to pick him because I fucking can't stand the way he plays. Yeah. No, number two with the second overall pick. Zachary Fagola. All right. I'm going to go. I'm bringing this one back in the day. And everybody thinks this guy, I feel like, think he's so great because he made one goddamn prediction that they were going to win a fucking Super Bowl. And that's Joe Namath. He has got to be the most overrated fucking quarterback in the history of the NFL. The guys, he had 173 touchdowns in his career and 220 interceptions. He was mm-hmm. under 500 for his career. He was 62, 63, and four. His completion percentage was barely over 50%. And, you know, this is when, when they had passer rating, not QBR. But the max passer rating was 151.1, I think. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think it is. 156.3? No, is that That's... what it is? Okay. All right. So his his career, 50s, passer, his career passer rating was 65 and a half. Brutal. That guy made one prediction. One, one, he is hands down the most overrated fucking quarterback in the history of the NFL. I had this guy way up on my list. I probably would have taken him with my first two picks too. I had a couple notes on him. So this dude played uh, 12 seasons in the NFL. And he was finished third in the MVP voting one season, and then he never got another MVP vote the rest of his career. Fucking trash, dude. I think he sucks. It's because he wore a fur coat one time, and that's about it, dude. That's. I was just <laughs> going to mention the fur, Broadway Joe fur coat. Um, He's trying to like I, seduce I, like, Susie like, Colbert on the side. Most overrated all-time athletes, and he was on a lot of the lists very high. But for me, it's like I never like saw. 
the Joe Namath, so I never like hated them because like the Jets have been so bad. Like everything about the Jets have been yeah. bad since they've been alive. Um, they beat the Patriots once in the playoffs, and Rex, by the way, Rex Ryan could be on this list too. I don't think he's gonna be on any of ours, but thinking about it now. Rexy is like on ESPN talking like he knows football. It's like you've been to like one playoff series and been all right. Yo, he's a, also go suck on his, he can go suck on his wife's toes. Yeah, Fuck him. exactly. Kev with the with the number three pick in the draft. K G. Alright. I think this person um is was trying to break down some doors, but I'm gonna go with Danica Patrick. Um she got a shit ton of publicity, and rightfully so, because, you know, she was a woman in a man's sport. I get that. But this chick, 191 races in NASCAR, zero wins. 61 races in NASCAR Infinity Series, zero wins. 116 races in IndyCar Series, and she snuck in one little win in there. So she has over 300 career races in one goddamn win. I love that she's a woman trying to push herself into a man's sport and trying to break down that bear. I get it, but she is just not the person to do it. That got all the publicity. No, thank you. I, I actually do support women. So I am very happy. Uh, no, I, 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 don't fucking try spinning this around on me. Hey, sorry. You know, you, you laughing. Women, I hey, listen, think that you, Danica was great because, you know, it wasn't what exactly she did off the track. She changed the world. Then she went and got Aaron Rodgers and rode that for a while. All right. So she was racing listen, that shit to bed every night. Listen, your laughing after the fact you said you support women just gives away the fact that you're just blind to your fucking teeth. No, I'm telling you, I support her. I'm just, I feel like I'm throwing my friend on the bus and I feel bad calling him like a non-woman supporter. Um, but I do support women and I do think that Danica's great. Um, obviously, um, not, she wasn't always the first, but she was in the top 10 a few times. Um, I'm trying hey, to look, it's only the, like in three the times. The, in the uh, words of the great Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you'll last. Yeah. Well, I think that she was, um, Carl Norton. Um, she was more of the slingshotter. <laughs> She she shot her she teammates, and baby. if you watched it, that's what she, like I how much NASCAR. Hey, hold on, listen, listen, and listen, 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 listen. Are we really? Are we really breaking down fucking Danica Patrick? Let's just move on, Kev. Come on, no, I mean Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry, she sucks. She sucked. Oh shit. I can't, I can't pick that part. That'd be bad. That'd be really bad. Um, all right. Girl. It's another woman. It's another woman. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't have a lot of stats to back this up because I fucking hate soccer, but it's gotta be David Beckham to me. I feel like that dude never won anything in his life, and he just was able to fucking bend it. I don't even. You know, I mean, he got a movie named after him, and I guarantee if you ask people, I know. United States isn't a huge soccer place, but if you ask people in the United States to name a soccer player, they're going to name David Beckham. And the dude never fucking did anything except for fucking bend it. That's it. Except for bending it and being a certified man rocket. Other than that, <laughs> it's a man rocket. Yeah. We're not talking about good looks. We're talking about athletes, dude. Uh, that's good stuff. I, I don't have much um, to say about him. I no, I don't want you to have anything to say about it. I just... Yeah. I'm right. soccer's, the, soccer's the most popular sport in the world, and this dude does not. It wasn't a woman in the conversation. All right, so 
All right, this next guy, um, it's going to be weird for me how to go about doing this because there is a part of him that I think is overrated, uh, vast, extremely overrated. And I'm just going to go and say, Derek Jeter is overrated. And I want to preface this by saying, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to, pre- I want to. Okay, hold on. Derek Jeter offensively is not extremely good. But I think that Derek Jeter defensively, people think because he made that play against Oakland and he made that running catch in the stands, he is this phenomenal fucking defensive player. And he was legitimately one of the worst defensive players in the history of fucking baseball. So, um, Derek Jeter's defensive war is negative 9.4. It's 499th in the history of baseball amongst shortstops. Not the whole, not everybody amongst shortstops alone. It's negative 9.4. For a reference, Ozzie Smith is number one is 44.2. Okay, so I don't know how familiar everybody is with UZR, but UZR puts a run value to defense attempting to quantify how many runs a player saved or gave up throughout their fielding during the season, right? They kept keep started keeping track of that stat in 2002. A gold glove, a gold glove caliber player is plus 15. Now, mind you, Derek Jeter won five or six gold gloves. UZR, they're, if they're awful, it's negative 15. Derek Jeter had one season over zero. He had two seasons that were negative 15 or less. And he won the gold glove in 2004, 2005, 2006, then 2009 and 2010. 2005, he won a gold glove, and he had a negative 15 UZR. Listen, I think gold glove is the fucking stupidest award in baseball. and They never give it to the best defender. But I think it's funny that in order for you to prove that Jeter's, like, uh, overrated, you have to make start making stats and acronyms up, dude. No one's ever fucking heard of that stat before, dude. They have. Have, can you name? Can you you name two plays that Jeter had defensively? Can you name one play that Xander Bogarts has ever made in his life? Does anything what come to your mind? Jeter made okay. two iconic plays in the yep. biggest game. He, he is also he has a negative. Uh, nine, nine yeah, no, no, and I'm telling you right now. Hey, you have your opinion, dude. You're just wrong. No, I'm 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 because right. this Here's, isn't this isn't talking about the most overrated like specific trait a guy has an athlete. It's his okay, athlete as a whole. I'm gonna hand I'm gonna no Derek Jeter. I'm telling you right now, if you put the stats if he did anywhere else other than New York, he's a good player, but he's not looked at as like a. And I'm not saying Derek Jeter is a bad player. I think Derek Jeter was very good, but he's overrated. He was the leader the of the team, he, and they won five World Series, dude. Just saying. He was the leader of the team, but he wasn't even anywhere near the best player on any of those teams. He wasn't even the best shortstop on the fucking some of those teams. A Rod was. No, that's incorrect. A Rod won one. one a Rod is a better. He won is, one world. A Rod is a better. A Rod is a better player than Derek Jeter. There's not many guys in Major League Baseball that did it clean, dude, and this dude did it clean. A Rod is a better player than Derek Jeter. Yeah, he needed the steroids to do it. No, he didn't. Derek Jeter's overrated, dude. Just deal with it. One you spent a lot of times talking about defense, and then when I called you out that this is about an athlete and not about a specific skill set, dude, then you just, you changed your tune. That's all I'm going to say. No, I didn't. I never said that Derek Jeter was a bad baseball player. I said he's overrated, and we had this conversation. No, you said he's overrated defensively. Even, 
Okay, he's overrated player in general. I just said to you, if he hey. wasn't playing for the Yankees, if he was playing for the Pittsburgh fucking Pirates and put up those batting averages and all that shit, it, nobody would really give a shit about him. Right. The the lore of him is that he has five World Series rings and he was a leader. That's that's the point. People people get put up on a pinnacle when they start winning I'm championships. Saying, I'm just what I'm saying is a pure baseball player. Hey, I'm you knew you were going to touch a nerve on this. You knew you were. I know. And I you're wrong. And you just don't like admitting that. I stayed my lane on that. <clears throat> These picks are getting good. I mean, we've had a soccer player. Um, we've had NASCAR player. We've, we've had, had a woman. The, a woman. A woman. We've had the captain, DG, DJ2, Derek Jeter. Um, it's getting good. Uh, my next guy, another basketball player. Um, I think this is probably more of a hatred thing, um, but I'm going to say he's overrated too. Um, Kyrie Irving. I think he's absolutely garbage at defense. I think that he had a one-hut series in the finals um, against Golden State and carried, well, I mean, he still had LeBron, um, but I think that he gets valued as like a top 10 player in the NBA, and I don't think he's anywhere near it. Um, And then um, not only that, I think he's like a wicked team cancer to the teams he's been on. Like he was awful for the Celtics. He, you know, wouldn't go get... He, uh, he, the earth is flat. He wouldn't get his vaccine, so he hurt his team that way. Um, I just think Kyrie Irving is probably the most overrated player um, after Russell Westbrook in the NBA. Hey, I wait, think... are you saying? Hold on, hold on. Are you saying that Kyrie's a selfish player? Mm-hmm. Where, where do you go to college? That's weird. Coach played for the most selfish coach in the fucking universe, so no he, surprise there. You got something, fucking? You, you got something you want to say to me, dude? Oh, you little flustered, are you? I think Shuri got confused, and he's just going with his most hated players, and not really the most. No, I actually players. think that people like rate these guys like so good because he makes like Kyrie makes some unbelievable highlight shots, but you know I just don't think that he's like in a great like I if I was building a team I'd rather have Chris Paul, like I would rather have that on my team than, than Kyrie is what I'm saying, and I think that people get it mixed up, and I think people would put Kyrie ahead of like other point guards. Um, that aren't nearly as like his level. I don't think he's on Steph's level. I don't think he's on uh, Chris Paul's level. I don't think he's on John Morant's level. I don't think he's on any of these guys' level. Um, and he can't defend. So, I think if if this was like a video game, I think Kyrie Irving is a top ten player because I think his skill is like incredible. But it's not a video game, and I think that's when like him being a dickhead and him like being a team cancer and. He obviously can like do the vaccine if he wants, but he realized that it hurt his team. You took all that into into play, and I don't think he's a top ten player because of it. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, the other one I have is um, not a basketball player. It's Tony Romo. Mm. Um, I think that Cowboys fans just can't get this fucking guy out of their mouth, and he won two playoff games. He had one of the worst fumbles I've ever seen in a playoff game. Um, wasn't a big time guy. Uh, wasn't for the big moment. And then listening to him on Sundays, tell Tom Brady, what he should do during a fucking play. Just shut up. Just See shut the, the Cowboys up and listen. They got Watch nothing the to cheer for. They got nothing to cheer about. No, I got to find something, you know, I, I had him on my list too. You don't, you go all set with Romo. That's all I got. Yeah. Fuck Romo. I'm going to pile back onto them fucking loser Cowboys fans. And I'm going to say, Yes. Emmett Smith is one of the most overrated running backs in the NFL history. He may have the most career yards, 
I don't care about that. Um, if you that is more of a long like longevity thing. That's the fact that he played for like 14 or 15 seasons. And don't get me wrong, he was very productive early on. But I look at it like this: he only had three seasons where he averaged over 100 yards a game. Jim Brown had seven. You look at his career, and he had. I think I looked at it as like three, five, six, seven, like nine seasons where he had under 1,300 yards. Barry Sanders now had one season in his whole career he had under 1,300 yards. Barry Sanders, from my, in my opinion, is the best running back of all time. But you look at Emmett Smith, 17th all time in career yards per game. And another thing that's like a factor into this, in the early 90s when Emmett really had his big years, he had three all-pro offensive linemen on that offensive line for like mm-hmm. five or six years. So I just think that I'm not saying he's not, again, this is kind of the same thing with Jeter. He's not bad. I just don't think pe- when people say, well, he's got the most career rushing yards. He's the best running yeah. back of all time. No, he's not. He's probably top 10, but I don't, he's not in the top. He's definitely not in the top two. I think it's probably, I never saw Jim Brown, but from everything you see, it's probably him. And for my dollar, what I've seen, it's Barry Sanders, but. I couldn't agree more. I I actually I and like I just feel like that whole Cowboys organization went on a really good run um for a couple of years and then we just overrate them but like I mean you're not going to say Frank Gore's the third best running back because he has 1600 yards no. the third most like just cuz you have the yards you couldn't be any more yeah. right like doesn't mean you're the third oh, best running back. And don't get me wrong Emmett had some like 1995 Emmett had 1773 yards and 25 touchdowns. Average 100 almost 111 yards a game. Absolutely ridiculous. But they fed him. Like oh. Troy Aikman's numbers aren't great either. His numbers Oh no, no. He yeah, could also Troy, easily be on this list. I have him written down. I don't know if I'm going to okay. use him but I can Who's that? What you say? Troy list. Aikman. Oh, oh yeah. Aikman. I was going to say that earlier. I could the fucking name just would not come up to me but that's what I was trying to get. Troy Aikman, his numbers aren't that great either, and he just fed Emmett the ball. Um, and then same thing with him. We have to listen to him on Sundays talking about how fucking how quarterbacks should play the game and how they should have. I will give him. He did have grit. The guy had concussions up up the ass. Um, he had you like know, real, what twenty of them. Real quick, do you know how many touchdowns per year Troy Aikman averages in his career? It's it's low. It's like sixteen a year. It's under fourteen. That's wow. insane. It's like I think it was like I think I oh hold on, thirteen point seven five. I wonder what the average was though, like in the you know mid well in the eighties nineties. So, so I looked at it and I looked at like some of the top quarterbacks in that area, like early nineties. I'm looking at Steve Young, Jim Kelly, and them guys were consistently over twenty. Um, they both had a year or two over thirty, but they usually were in that like twenty five yeah. range. Um. So you know, it's not like it is today, obviously. Like guys in the 30s, that, 40s but, nowadays, yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, under uh, under 14 is really fucking bad. Yeah. He has only so, 165 total in his career. Yeah. Um, That takes Brady four years. At, at age 44, that takes Brady four years. <laughs> All right. My third pick. I think this guy was um, the biggest like beneficiary of just play, of just doing his sport in an era where there was no one else around, and that's Mike Tyson. I think he had no one to fight ever. He rattled off 37 wins in a row. Really good, right? But I think Michael Spinks was the biggest person he fought in that. 
then he starts playing. Then he starts playing. So he starts fighting some guys. Vander Holyfield, Buster Douglas, obviously that was a shocker. Lennox Lewis, he never won a big fight. I just think he was he was successful because he fought in an era where boxing was down. And I think he gets put up there in the pinnacle. And I think if he were to ever fight some of those big guys like Ali or Frazier, those guys would just dominate Tyson. If I mean, he would have a hard time hitting Ali, but if he did, it's lights out, dude. Um, that's... That's why I wouldn't put him, if anything, I would say Floyd, because Floyd didn't make, I mean, he fought Pacquiao, but Pacquiao was like 40 at the time. And, well, it's, yeah, Floyd duck guys. Floyd Floyd wouldn't fight guys until he knew he could beat them. Right. So, and Floyd was never like a knockout guy, at least, I, I guess that's part of boxing, you're right, but like, I just have a hard time putting Tyson, because he was so fun, because he was actually out there to kill people. Like, if he didn't knock him down, where Floyd is out there just to like make people miss and get his quick jabs in. Like, just beat him by, like, 100 jabs. Tyson was great to watch. Like, he had those knockouts, of course. Yeah. But he was also fighting guys that were way less than him, you know? Yeah. I just think if you put him against, like, the, the pinnacle of boxing, those guys know. They would know what they're fighting, and they wouldn't go in there, and they wouldn't get knocked out by him because they know that's what he has. You get past the second round with him, and he usually runs out of gas. Now, you did say Spinks was his biggest match, and he had him out in the first round. So, maybe that's not, was... that's not saying much is what I'm saying, though. Yeah, but I'm saying if he did have like guys to fight like Ali and stuff, if he did get him, could be night night. Like he he no 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 no. I said Spinks because I'm saying that was the biggest name he fought. Ali wouldn't go out in the first round because he's not he's just not going to fight that way. That's what I'm saying. I said Spinks' yeah. name. No no no. I get what you're saying. I'm saying he couldn't fight guys bigger names because there just wasn't any out there. Right, and that's why I think that he is overrated. He had a great record because he never had anyone to fight. Yeah, I see. The only thing I think differently is that Tyson had an ability to hit you in the body and knock you out. So you know where Ali was able to make people miss, and you couldn't hit him in the you couldn't hit him in the head, and he just literally would fucking bob his head, he, bob and weave, bob and weave, bob and weave. Where Tyson, you you can't you can't miss body. Um, so that's the only reason why I would say Tyson for me. And I love Ali. I'll be like top three favorite athletes of all time. Read a couple of his books, and I don't read books. Sorry. I don't know if I... No, no, no. no. I think it's just fucking attack KG tonight. That's all it is, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> See if I fucking even record any more of these episodes, of you <laughs> assholes. God damn it. Oh, man. You went at my boy Tyson. Uh, that's the cool thing. I think that's one of those things like we're never going to ever, we'll never know. No, right. That's the best part, but it'd be so cool to be able to like have some kind of device mm-hmm. that allowed us to see this shit. Like yeah. even like sports teams, you know? Um, all right, I'm going to do it. My fourth round pick. I'm going, I love females, love them, but I'm going with Michelle. We, I think her, her coming yeah. up, she gets signed to Nike at like, such a young age she would come up she was supposed to be the next big thing she was gonna be this woman who's gonna push go- like women's golf into this next stratosphere and like bring it closer to men's she won five career tournaments and then she was done playing golf uh at like age 28 or something like that i think it was and i'll say one thing with her too i remember she played on a pga tour event and it's like and again i'm not trying to be a dick about this but she couldn't beat the women, so I don't know why they right. thought she could compete against the men. Yeah, right. Of all the now, people to pick, wrong. 
Like, why didn't they put Annika Sormstam on those? You Annika know what I mean? Sormstam. Annika was a fucking machine. Yeah, she was a machine, right? Like she would, and I think it was just like the whole thing with Wee was, she just had that. She was like that young and up and comer, and she had that like appeal to everybody. But she just no, she did not live up to the hype. And mm-hmm. um, you know, again, like look at some of them girls now, and again, obviously it's a little bit different because they're teeing off. And I don't remember when she did that tournament if she had the tee off from the men's tees too. Yeah, I don't know what she was. I can't remember if she was teeing off from the women's tees, and it may have been a little bit different because it's you know there's not. But I think but, she was teeing off from the men's tees, and it's just like no, you can't keep up with the distance. I'm sorry. She went to Stanford, and I think they just thought she was like the Tiger Woods of women's golf That's coming what up. It is, and, right? And, I mean, she's got the yeah. Asian descent. Yeah. Um, and the media just loves. Sometimes the media tries to pick the chosen one, right? Yeah. Um. It just seems like sometimes they get on a guy and they, like I'm telling you right now, it seems like ESPN can't stop talking about John Morant and he's great and all, but I think, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm biased, but I listen to other people talk and like other NBA experts, Jason Tatum's a better player right now. He just is. He's a, he's a better player. And he, I mean, it's not like he's getting talked about at all, but it's like, sometimes you fall in love. The media falls in love with these guys and they, they choose, they choose who they want to put out there. Yeah. Mm. Pagola. All right, I'm gonna I'm going in, I'm dipping into the uh, NBA top seventy five list here. I'm gonna read something off, but I want you guys to tell me. You fucking better not do it, dude. I'm it's telling you right it's now. Not, I will end this episode Kobe. right now, dude. <laughs> it's not Kobe. It's not Kobe. Eighteen to eighteen point two points per game, three rebounds and three assists for their career. Are you impressed by that at all? No. That's an an NBA top 75 of all time. You know who that is? Reggie Miller. (laughs) Really? Reggie Miller averaged 18 points, three rebounds, and three assists a game. He never averaged more than 3.9 rebounds in a game, and he averaged four assists a game one season. Reggie Miller is a great shooter, but to say he is a top 75 greatest player of all time is fucking nuts. You Mm. have, like... You have six men come in the league. Like, six men probably put those points up in a season. Like, he is so fucking overrated. I think that people think he was this, like, superstar in the 90s because he was, like, doing this shit to Spike Lee and, like, just crushing the Knicks' dreams. But in reality, like, don't get me wrong. He had some bigger years where he was averaging, like, he had, like, 20, 25 points a game. But those are his numbers for a career. He's a Hall of Famer, and they say he's a top 75 player of all time. It's fucking nuts. Wow, I I honestly did not know that. I didn't um, know that either. Again, that's that's incredible. And, that's and an it, awful. That yeah. And he's probably overrated because he went to a fucking shitty school in the Pac-12. Yeah, that does it, dude. He he had big moments in the playoffs, and I wonder if that's like why we think he's like so good. It's like the and choke thing, the choke thing too. Yeah, to the, Spike, the Lee, Spike Lee. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Shocked it yeah. wasn't um, a Dookie or uh, I know Kobe, I was ready but... to I was ready to fucking just now, quit this the goddamn podcast. I dude. am no I'm not, I were doing you res- no. respect the dead all right don't even fucking say his name dude. I I knew two I things. I, think... I was not gonna say Derek Jeter and I was not gonna say Kobe. Um, <clears throat> uh, my next oh, guy I, I... is another football guy. Talent wise, he might be the best. To have a, one of the best ever to walk on a field. But he 
his numbers stink, and I watch him play, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Jadavion Clowney. He big play, stinks. Dude. Well, he got blown away. He's over already because he had that one play against one Michigan. Play. And like the fuck it. That's the it. The outback bowl. When, and you talk to a lot of people after that, refs and shit, and they're like, well, that's helmet to helmet. It was an illegal hit, so. Yeah, no, Jadavian Clowney is, I mean, the guy runs a 4-4 at six foot six, two sixty, and can jump a vertical of over 40 inches. Should be Julius Peppers, not even close. He has 41 career sacks. Um, this year he had nine, which was a career high. The year before that, he was in Tennessee. He played in all 17 games. Oh, no, he played in. Sorry, he did play in only eight games, but he had zero sacks. Uh, the year before that, he played in 15 games for Seattle, three sacks. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't have – he had Miles Garrett on the other side, so, you know, he had a lot of free rushes this year, so he added some stats. But uh, this guy is so overrated, man. He should be one of the best players, but just never really been able to put it together. 41 career sacks is just awful for eight years. For a number one pick. Number one pick yep. overall, yeah. Yep. Oh, back to me again, huh? It's your last one, right? Yep. Uh, I had a hard time picking a player, so I just went with the Notre Dame football program. Fuck you, Fagola, you asshole. He's wearing a Notre Dame sweatshirt, too. They, what a dickhead. <laughs> they haven't won since I've been alive. Um, and when they make it to the playoffs, they lose by 40. Um. It's easy. They are they're a garbage team in the big moment. They tried to go without a conference, and then they added in a conference. They play weak fucking schedules to get into the playoffs. Um, come play, come play in the big schools. Come come play with the big boys, and you guys. Why? Right, so they go like five hundred so, season. So they so like Florida. So they can go like fucking. It's big boy conference. So you're okay with going six and six every fucking year now? I'm okay with having two national championships in the last 15 years. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Then okay is right. Oh, I, I, you know what? I almost did it. I was, I should have put it on the fucking T-ball on the list. Talk about most overrated oh. fucking athletes of all time. Oh, you better not. I should. Because he's a fucking... No, you know why? Because God would come back to you. God would come back. Gola, do you think Notre Dame's overrated? Um, I think... So, like, in the history of the program, no. Obviously not. But I think, like, the way things are now, I will say that if Notre Dame is, like, 11-1 and and they go... If it's them and another team that are 11-1, Notre Dame's going to get in because they just... It's a fucking money-making machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I do, I don't know. I do think that their program is better in the last five years than it was like in the early two thousands. I think they're, they're playing better competition. I, I don't think their schedules that weak. I would willing to bet they have one of the top 20 toughest schedules in football, in college football recently. Um, but I will say, I think they do get the benefit of the doubt because they it's they move the needle so much when it comes to like getting in the playoff mm-hmm. um in years that but you know you say that they get blown out in playoffs right mm-hmm. every michigan got their fucking shit pushed in, in the playoffs you look at all the schools outside of like georgia alabama clemson and ohio state they all get blown out nobody else goes in the playoffs and fucking does well those four schools go in and dominate 
and then everybody else gets their shit pushed in. I so, gotta imagine. Well, I, I, Oklahoma is another one. Speaking of line. speaking, speak, speaking hard, of fucking, hard to find out. Oklahoma. There's another one from the Big Twelve who gets their shit pushed in every fucking year. I think they won it one time in the second year of the playoff. Every other time they're in the playoff, they get their fucking. Sh- they somebody bends them over, shoves it up their hoop fucking raw, and they just beat the shit out of them the whole fucking game. Is this That's, the same excuses you make for our fantasy football, fantasy baseball league? What are you talking about? You are you are Notre Dame. You are no, Oklahoma. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I have a question. This is this is a serious question. Notre Dame Notre Dame must have like a top five recruiting class every year, don't they? They must. Um, uh, it's not. No, it's not. Not really. No, I just feel like top the, ten, top ten, top fifteen. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if that'll change uh, now. A, a lot of those inner city kids will stick to more of like a SBC Clemson kind of thing. I mean, it's early, but I think next year's class, you see the 23 or 24, right now they have the number one class in the country. But I mean, it's still early. I mean, they probably <clears> only have like seven or eight commits or something like that. But yeah. Um, but no, to answer your question, I think, again, I think they get in because it's like, Am I going to put an 11-1 Notre Dame team in or an 11-1, like, say, last year was Oklahoma State? Well, I'm going to go with Notre Dame because they're going to – the money – they're going to generate way more money than Oklahoma State will. So, in that aspect, I yeah, I do get it. Um, All right, the last guy I'm going to go with from a purely athletic standpoint, he might be the greatest athlete of all time. Like, just physical tools he is. But you look what he did on the field, and I don't think he was very that good, and that's Bo Jackson. Now, I understand, look at Shorty's face, I understand he had an injury and he got hurt, but I want to tell you this. So, Bo Jackson played four years in the NFL, okay? He had one season over 700 yards rushing. And four seasons in the NFL, he had 16 total touchdowns. Major League Baseball, his career slash lines, 250-309 and 474. He is a freak of fucking nature, tool-wise. But what he did on the field, and maybe that would have changed if he would have stayed healthy and didn't break his hip and shit. I just don't think what he actually produced on the field warrants people saying he's the, one of the greatest. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I don't. That's gonna be one of the biggest what ifs of like, like all time for sports, right? Yeah, I mean, he, it, obviously you watch some of the stuff that he does, and you're like, Jesus Christ, not a lot of people can do that. But you look at what he actually produced on the field, and I just don't – he had one really monster year in, like, uh, was it 89? He had – I say monster. He had 32 homers, 105 RBIs, and 39 stolen bases. Very good year. year. Other than that, his career – he had no had never had any more than 78 RBIs. Never any – he had 28 homers one year. Then he – I just – I don't know. I he played mm-hmm. eight years in baseball and he just never put up gaudy numbers like you would expect from people talking about how freak of a nature, freak of an athlete. <laughs> do you remember, do you know how many years he took off from football? I don't. That's why I'm asking. How many years? How many he got, years? He got drafted by the Buccaneers and he refused to play with them. Um, so he got, he, it, it's like. Then he went, then he went 1 1 to. He got Oakland, traded to, right? to Oakland, yep. So he only played, he played 87, 88, 89, and 90 um, in the NFL. So he was, 
He was the number one overall pick in 1986. Yeah, I mean, you definitely expect more numbers-wise. I believe, I don't know the numbers off my head, but he was an amazing track athlete as well. Three-sport athlete. To be an all-star in baseball, that that one year you listed was a fucking phenomenal year. Um, to break your hip back then, it's I mean you just don't you no one came back from it. <clears throat> his his I'm not gonna call him overrated because his career was cut short. Like you know I'm not gonna call someone whose career was cut short overrated. And Bo Jackson being multi-talented, I kind of named my kid after that. So. Uh, it was a shot, a shot at little Bo. Wasn't Bo Bichette? It was not Bo Bichette. It was Bo oh, Jackson. Um, because I want my kid to be able to do multiple sports. There you go. Sorry, All right. Last pick ah, of the draft. Um, Good for combo. I think this dude is like a... Top quarterback all time, but the fact that he gets put into the conversation with Brady blows my goddamn mind, and that's Aaron Rodgers. This dude's got a career playoff record of 11 and 10 with only one Super Bowl win. He can put up gaudy regular season stats, but when the pressure's on the line, this dude just fucking goes away. It's the fact to me that just he gets put lumped in with Brady, and I think it's laughable. And I got to imagine you guys agree with me on that one. Oh, the arm talent is elite, but the leadership is not even close. Like, you can't tell me the difference between Brady and Rodgers. Players are begging to play with Brady. Begging. Supposedly, Aaron Rodgers' best friend and Devonta Adams left him. See you later. I want to go play with my my college quarterback. That just speaks to me wonders of who that guy is. And you look at, don't get me wrong, and I, I know Brady has had some I mean, he had Moss, but he never won a Super Bowl with Moss. He had Gronk, obviously won a couple of Super Bowls with Gronk. But you look at Brady's top receivers, none of them compared to fucking Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, uh, Devontae Adams. Um, I know there's another, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. Uh, Brady never had anybody on that on that ability that he, like, on a consistent basis. And it's just like Rodgers has had him one of those guys all the time. So I'm with you there, Rodgers. Um, great arm talent. Just he just fucking crumbles when it comes to pressure because he's a little disappears in the playoffs, bitch. man. Yep. Big time, bitch. Did you guys, uh, did you guys have anybody else you wanted to just met, throw out there that you had on the list? I'll run down mine real quick. Uh, <laughs> I had tro- I, like, <laughs> he asked a question to us, and then he's like, "Fuck no, you guys, I'm just gonna." Nah, say you guys, no, no, he's no, got no, some good no, ones, you guys, dude. So. You guys, no, this is you guys. You guys didn't really answer quick enough, so... Uh. Before you say it, this was definitely the most, like, um, controversial list, um, which is great. I think great for content, too, is that, you know, like, obviously, like, Kev, the the woman thing's a stupid joke, but um, I'm trying to get back at Phil and all that, but um, I, I do think that, like, the convo of Derek Jeter... I've actually read it before. I do not think he's overrated, but I, I love that it's like there's some back and forth in a lot of these. Like Bo Jackson, to me, is honestly one of the greatest athletes. Um, he didn't put up the most gaudy numbers, but to me, he's like one of the greatest athletes. So I think that these real are these are real conversations of back and forth of like 
you could see both sides of the argument. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's hear let's hear who you had who you had left for Gola. So I I told you I had Troy Aikman on the list. Um, like I said, he, there was four times in the year he threw more interceptions and touchdowns, average under 14 touchdowns a year. So he was awful. So this other one, no surprise, to, and I'm sure KG will lie. Oh yeah, no surprise you have him on the fucking list. That's Eli Manning. Um, what do you mean? Well, because I think he'd be like, oh yeah, because he beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Oh no, super over. I think he's. I'm shocked that no one said him. Honestly. Yeah, I was. So Eli, so I, I looked at Eli. He was 500 in his career. He had. He was 53. Or he's 53rd all time in career, career completion percentage, just behind John Kitna and Jameis Winston. So there's that. Led the I NFL didn't want to say times. Eli because he's another one that I hate, and I've been like. I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the borderline of picking guys because I hate them so much and because they're overrated. So I stayed away from Eli. All right. So I got here's another there's there's one that is probably a kind of a hot take. Nolan Ryan. I had him on my list, dude. So zero zero Cy Young. No, never won a Cy Young. Yeah. His career whip was almost was like pushing one three. Yep. And. His, I mean, granted, I win percentage. We don't talk about wins losses, but he hit a career record of barely over fifty percent. It's like fifty-two percent. Now, wow. you look at his career ERA, it was like three one nine, but which is very good. And everybody <clears> talks <throat> about the seven zero hitters, but if he was that good of a pitcher, he would have won a Cy Young. So yeah, that's, that's I, 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 I I had him on the list too. And I just I he obviously pitched like really before like any of us were alive or to really know what he was. So I don't know like how the voting was back then, but it is shocking. It was, I was shocked to read that he never won a Cy Young. I was surprised by that. I think I, I didn't do, we picked this topic today, so I didn't have much time to research him. Like uh, some of the old timers and stats, but another one that just comes to mind of like players that should have been fucking great. And uh, their stats just weren't, that never lived up to it was Reggie Bush. At M2, dude. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, he was. Yep. I mean, in college, he was a complete monster. Mm-hmm. He was a god. One of the greatest he ever. Been, he, he may be the best college football player of all time. If you look at just what. Yeah, he, right he, after Tim Tebow, for sure. No, he's behind Tim Tebow. Um, he's but, behind Tim Tebow? Yeah, you're damn right. No, he's I'm sorry. He's in front of. I'm sorry. Jesus, look at you, dude. <laughs> Dude, you're rattled. You're rattled. Well, it's also well. Look what time it is. It's past his bedtime. I was, I, I was thinking, and and I don't even, I don't even have much to back us up, but it's like a name that I feel like every person knows, and he didn't do anything in the NFL. Was Doug Flutie? Oh yeah. And and I think it's probably because like his hail mary pass he had, like at BC. I think maybe that's what it was. But I, I don't really have much to back it up. But he didn't do anything in the NFL, and everyone knows who he is. You know, yeah. He had a drop kick. You know what? Making arguments like. Fairly overrated too, and I, maybe this is more or less because I just hate the organization. But is uh, Roethlisberger? Yeah. But I think I, a lot I of quarterbacks. Know. I think he a won't... lot of quarterbacks nowadays will get into the Hall of Fame because their stats are so good. But it's just mm-hmm. like it's just the era we play. Like, they play in now. Like Eli, like Eli is gonna get in the Hall of Fame because he won two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. But he has no business fucking being mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, he was. He got hot for a two two playoffs run. And it's so. what did he get hot? I mean, in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, whatever year the Patriots were undefeated, this oh seven oh eight season, 
they had arguably the greatest front four in the history of football that year with OC, Strahan, Talk. Talk. And I know there's one more, and I'm thinking of somebody else. Speaking, speaking of Notre Dame, um, there was one other guy I can't remember on that front four. That front four was fucking ridiculous. Just looking at Eli, one cool thing about him, though, is that his rookie year doesn't count. But from 20, uh, 2005 into 2018, he played every single game except for one. And the thing is, I don't hate Eli. I think Eli's like actually pretty funny. I think he's like a likable guy. I just think he's overrated. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. 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 If he didn't have those two miraculous playoff runs and no one talks about him ever. And two miraculous catches that pretty much did it. But... For sure. Yeah. So when this airs, show dog, you're gonna be in South Carolina. I can't wait. Um, we Ooh. should do a quick trade grade. Let's see. Do I want to do? I'm gonna do one of mine. Um, I gave. Well, up... I think. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think what needs to happen here is you read the trade and Kevin and I agree. I actually, I think you can crush that. So I gave up. Jaron Duran, Marcelo Zuna, Carlos Correa, and got back Trevor Story and Anthony Rendon. Did I already grade this one, or is that a different one? Did you do two trades? Yeah, yeah I made one with Fagola, too, to get Correa. I mean, with the mill no, to get millage. Mill to get Correa. Say it one more time, dude. How, uh, the entire time I was thinking I already graded this, and I'm like, shit, what did I already grade this? But it's yep. a different trade. Okay, I gave sorry. up Duran, Ozuna, and Carlos Correa, and got back Trevor Story and Anthony Rendon. I think that Rendon has the potential to be the best player in the deal. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No, I don't. I'm not. Have you seen if him he, play the last three seasons, dude? I'm just saying, I think he has the highest ceiling of anybody in that. Has position. he ever had a good season? Yeah. I think there's a possibility that Rendon's the worst player in that deal. And, I, and that's, well, that's Jared, worse than the fucking awful human being Ozuna, dude. Jared, Jared Duran's the worst player in the deal. Has he ever had a good year? He did have a year with 35 home runs, 126 RBIs, 117 runs. Okay, one year. OBS of over one. What was that, 2017? The year before that, he had 25, 90, and 90 with an OPS of 910. The year before that, he had 25, 100 with 80 runs in uh, OPS of 940. Yeah, hey, that's great, dude. That was back in 2015, 16, and 17, (laughs) so that's fantastic for you. Great job, Showdog, getting him. I've had Rendon on my team two separate stints, dude, and he's been <clears throat> trash for me. Maybe I have a, I'm just touchy about this dude. I don't like him. You think? I don't. Well, I'm touchy with you tonight. I'll tell you that right now, dude. <laughs> I know. I see that. Yeah, give you give you a grade for Golov with your Rendon being the best player in the deal, which is fucking laughable. But go for it. I think. Uh, <laughs> um. I think this really comes down to. Correa and Story because Ozuna, same thing. Ozuna's had some monster years, but he's also had like really fucking bad years. And it really depends on what you're going to get out of him and Rendon. So I think 
I think I like Story more than Correa just because of the stolen base upside. Um, so I actually, no offense to you, Shory, or even uh, Mike, I don't love any of the players in the deal at all, um, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say it's like I'm going to give you a C plus and Mike a C just because I'm not a huge fan of any of those guys. I am so on board with that, dude. I think this – I just – it doesn't excite me at all. Like, I think if Story was still in Colorado, it would excite me. But, like, I, I'm not on board with Rendon. He hasn't shown me anything the last, like, three years. Ozuna's just, like, an awful human being, isn't he? I, don't, I can't remember what he did, but I think it was something awful. Minor league players, to me, are tough. Like, Durant obviously has potential, but, like, I fucking hate Correa. Correa's, like, one of, the, like, the lowest on the total pool for me. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Go. I think this is in the C range. I don't remember who you give a better grade, but I'd probably give Shuri a better grade because he has two like I think there's two I gave Shuri, players. I gave Shuri the C plus and Mike a C. Yeah, I I'm on board with that dude. Yeah. I number one, I don't like Carlos Correa. I just hate mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um yeah. and I kind of feel man. like uh Travis Story had a really bad start to the year. And uh I still think that his numbers can be really Really good, um, just like Colorado good um, in Fenway. Um, so I, I do expect them. I do expect Trevor Story to be like a top 30 player, to be honest with you. Um, so I think that Trevor Story is the best player in the guy in the in the the whole trade. And the fact that I don't have to root for Carlos Correa again is just amazing. Yeah. To me. So that was like I would have done it without even you don't even add Rendon. And I think I would have done it. I swear. Uh, I- I, I, it's hard to like have guys in your team that you hate, even if they're yep. good. And I don't even know if Correa is like, Correa is not a superstar by any means. He should be, Mind but it, you, he doesn't live up to it. I had Correa for two hours. So it's yeah. not like I've, I, I had him, I got him right before, two hours before, and I was like, see you later. Get your shit and pack him. You ain't even mm-hmm. coming here. Your flight, get back, get back in the airport. You go into a new fucking city. Um, but Anthony Rendon is just, for me, it's by low. Like he's not my third baseman. Um, I have Austin Riley. I have, Max Muncy. Um, so it was just like, hey, maybe I can buy low on him. And I love that. I love when you have back-to-back hitters. So I have Trout and Rendon. Yeah. So um, I do so like that. I, yeah, no, and I think really what it's going to come down to, because I think you know what you're going to get out of Correa. If he plays a full season, he's probably going to hit 25 homers, drive in close to 90, depending on where he is in the lineup, and score some runs. And then with Story, I, I mean, I don't think he's – if he's 20, if he hits 25 homers and steals 25 bases, I mean, you know what you're going to get. I think what it really comes down to based on who's <laughs> actually going to win the trade is what you guys get out of Ozuna and Rendon. Yeah. So I and think Ozuna, really, whoever, by the way, two dingers today. More yeah. than both Rendon Could and Story combined. Rend- is Ozuna. Ozuna. So, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I just... Um, Obviously, for me personally, like I said, I just I don't love either of the guys. But and doesn't um, it seem like Ozuna should be like thirty five years old? He's only thirty one, not only thirty one, but I I thought he was older than thirty one. Yeah. So any bats clean up for a good Braves lineup. So I oh, and he's got massive power. I mean, he's yeah. it's just he just he's like like I said, he's I had him a few years ago, like coming off of one of his monster seasons, and then the next year he was just awful. And I feel like he just goes has a good year down. Yeah, good I remember year you down. had him. So. Yep. No, yeah, I don't think it was a clear. Even when I did it, I don't think I like clearly won it, but I was just super happy to get rid of Crayer and get Trevor Story. And it's like nice yeah. to root for Trevor Story that he's on the Red yeah. Sox. And I, you know, I find myself watching him here and there and just flipping it on. It's gonna be nice to watch. 
Oh, for sure. So, <clears throat> and I've been trying to get him for a lot while, but the old manager didn't want to mm-hmm. trade him. So, and uh, like like Kev said, it seems like people are a little bit down on Trevor Story, but there's a good chance, like all metrics are saying, that he should hit really well in Fenway. And if he's the classic Trevor Story, that's a top 25, yeah. could be top 15 player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. What I don't like, I I will say this, and I know he's been out the last few games with an illness. I don't love the fact, and I this is one thing I I fucking hate, and the Sox do this, and I'm sure there's more teams that do it, but I don't pay attention to enough to it. I absolutely hate lineups that just are so dead set on going left, right, left, Mm -hmm. right, left, right, Mm -hmm. or right, left. I fucking hate it. There is absolutely no business for Alex Verdugo to be hitting ahead of Trevor Story. Alex Verdugo sucks. Alex Verdugo should be hitting in like the seven, eight or nine hole in that lineup. He's not good. And I don't care if you go, if you want to start with Kiki, then go Devers. I don't care if you go three righties in a row. It doesn't matter if it was three lefties in a row. I get, I, cause you have the lefty specialist, but three righties in a row, who gives a fuck if if that's what they want to do. And truthfully for me, and I, this is obviously not, I'm not a manager, but if you want to lead Kike off, I would rather have Story hitting the two-hole or Bogey hitting the two-hole and then Devers in your three-hole because I think Devers is easily yeah, the best hitter on that right, team. Right, right, left. And right, then you right. have JD, whatever. I, I just, I hate the left, right, left, right, and you have to do it. It drives me fucking nuts. Yeah, by putting by putting um, Devers in the two-spot, they're going right, left, and then they have a lot of righties. Where if you went, you know, if you went Kiki, Xander, so you went right, right, left, and then you could go right, right again. I thought I think Devers would be better in the three spot. I, I I don't know if I buy into this theory that the best hitter goes in the two spot. Obviously, analytics say otherwise, but um, their their theory is that if you get on base more, you score runs more. But I'm just like I would rather take a chance that someone else gets on base and they'll drive them in. Right. Like for me, like I think ideally, in my opinion, the Sox lineup I would prefer it to be like Kiki, Story, Devers, Bogey. I'd rather have Bogey hit cleanup than JD. I hope you guys had a wonderful Monday or are going to have a wonderful Monday. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. Give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, please react to the podcast. Give it a like or, or stars, uh, wherever you think it is. If you guys want to send us something we can talk about, that would be awesome too. Um, but we appreciate it. And uh, thank you. Peace. Thanks, guys.